0: Good afternoon delight and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM. 98.3 98.3 across Colmack and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at acrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Yeah, good. Good? Yeah. Had a good weekend? Uh-huh. Got up to mischief? Not much. <laughs> Not much at all? <laughs> Keeping out of the wind and the wild? Yep. Yeah. I just I just seem to be camping every single weekend at the moment. <laughs> Doesn't matter uh, where I'm or I'm off on school camp tomorrow. So uh, yeah, where are you going? Uh, Curry Oh. So uh, just down the road. A uh, hop, step, and a jump. So it should be fun. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but we've got a brand new yum box to jump straight into. So uh, let's do that. <laughs> So the uh, Yumbox is pink this time around. Yeah, bright pink. Look bright pink, yeah, looking quite different. <laughs> um, so where are we off to this time?
1: The Ukraine.
0: The Ukraine. Mm-hmm. What uh, What can you tell me about the Ukraine, Max? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Any fun facts uh, jumping out at you from the the Yumbox info? Uh I've got the wrong piece. Of paper. I got the wrong mm. paper. So it's Eastern Europe, I know that much. Uh
1: not much. Not <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> All I know is it's kind of around the top end of Eastern Europe, kinda of near Russia, around that area. But uh yeah, geography's not my strong point. Hopefully, if you uh, throw some weird trivia my way throughout the month, I might be able to uh, share a thing or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, what sort of sweet treats have we got ahead for us?
1: Wasabi chip strips.
0: Oh, okay. I said sweet treats. Do you want to uh, <laughs> do I need to rephrase that?
1: <laughs> um, roasted garlic rye chips. Right. Sweetened condensed milk cream cakes. Oh, okay. Baked milk and dark chocolate wafer. Yep. Um, fruit juice filled caramel toffees. Juice filled fruit jellies. And cranberry milk chocolate bar.
0: Okay. Yep. So quite a, a mixed bag of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are we starting off with then?
1: The wasabi chip strips and the sweetened condensed milk cream cakes.
0: (laughs) Righto. Try and balance them out a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Righto then. Wasabi chip strips. Ukrainians can handle their spice. Let's see if we can, Max. One of the most popular alcoholic drinks, Horilka, which literally translates as burning water is often then infused with red hot chili peppers in the Ukraine. So as if it's not hot enough, they add more hot. Uh, This yum is a long rectangular chip which looks delicate and thin, but don't be fooled. (laughs) They are speckled with an incredibly strong, ridiculously hot wasabi flavour. One flaky bite and you'll be reaching for a glass of water. So, just make sure it's not Horilka, hur- the uh, the burning water, when we do that. So, they come in a, a box by the look of it, kind of wafer box. Mm-hmm. And, oh, they look like they've got a little lion logo on the outside. Yeah. He's looking very familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Similar to Max, the paddle pop lion that we uh, spoke about a couple of weeks ago. So these are made with potato flakes, sunflower oil, wheat flour, corn gluten, and wasabi flavoring. Uh, They're in a foil lined casing that Max is just peeling back at the moment. Similar to many kind of uh, dry biscuits. Oh dear. (laughs) These do look very innocent. That makes me worried. They are very long and flaky. Oh, are you as concerned as I am that you can see a lot of green on that chip? Yeah. Now, when we say wafer thin, that is thin as a piece of paper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Max has just given me startled eyes. Because, yeah, on one side it looks harmless like a maybe a potato chip. But on the other side, it's almost luminous glow-in-the-dark green which I'm assuming that must be the wasabi flavouring yeah foolishly I didn't bring anything because I didn't know that uh, we were going to be eating very hot stuff (laughs) Max is offering me some hand sanitizer to drink yeah I might be uh, (laughs) I might be oh I'm actually scared because that that is a lot of wasabi hmm Okay, so uh, I'll let you have a little nibble while I talk because I may lose my voice in a moment. Max has bitten off the tiniest... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Max has a bottle of water, um, which when you're eating hot things, they recommend you go for something dairy Mm. because uh, the capsaicin receptors on your tongue react and you need something to dull it. Uh, and water just basically washes the the heat around your mouth.
1: The um, chip tastes nice. Right. But this wasabi, as soon as that touched my, my lips, they just started burning. burning.
0: Oh, you didn't even take the smallest of small nibbles. Mm. Is it still hot? Sort of. Oh, no. So I've got to do it too now. <laughs> I'm trying to find a, <laughs> a piece of the chip that doesn't look like it's got much on there. That's a whole packet of them, though. Yeah. How many would be in that packet? Um. Who could sit and eat that much?
1: Around five.
0: Five per layer?
1: And they're about... Um.
0: What would you say? Okay, well, while Max is doing some maths there, I will try the nibbliest of the corners. I hardly put any in my mouth. Twenty centimetres long. Twenty centimetres long? Mm. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is terrifying. Okay. You're right, the chip's okay, but oh Ah That is hot. It really does set your smoke alarm off in your mouth. Oh, you gotta be that does take your breath away. So it goes in for more. Oh, no. I, I want to get rid of the chip. I'm going to throw it on the. Look, the chip itself tastes okay. Yeah. No. But it's just the burning hot flavour of the wasabi on the outside. Ah, oh, can I even? Wow. Here I was thinking that I'd come to the ultimate challenge coming up with my um, task for take it up rule for the OCRFM fundraiser. Imagine trying to eat one of these a day would definitely, uh, (laughs) burn your guts out. Oh. So. I can just palate the chip. Oh, man. Maybe that's what I should have taken up for give it up real hot and spicy food. Okay it grows on you i i could possibly eat maybe that was a quarter of a chip that you gave me or the quarter of a wafer i should say um i could possibly eat that it does have a lingering afterburn but i think the more you eat it the less intense it is you just it's mind over matter but i don't think i could eat you know the whole packet In one sitting.
1: No. Your thoughts? Well, the wasabi flavouring. No. But the chip.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the chip's nice. Yeah. Why did they spoil it with wasabi? And it had such a happy looking lion on the outside. (laughs) He lulled me into a false sense of security. Okay, let's see if we can get rid of the burn. Uh, What was the. um,
1: Um. Sweetened
0: condensed milk Creamy cakes, okay. So sometimes super sweet things come out of really dark times. Like eating a wasabi chip. <laughs> but after World, uh, World War II, the Ukraine faced food shortages that forced folks to get creative in the kitchen, especially when it came to dessert, which is where this sweetened condensed milk comes in handy. They call it shuyonka. Locals used it to stick together bits of leftover baked goods, making very simple and sweet no-baked cakes. Fortunately, the Ukraine has recovered since its post-World War II food shortages, but the sweetened condensed milk cakes, like this decadent variety, remain as popular as ever. So again, a foil-lined packaging, bright yellow this time. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this is going to be reasonably moist. (laughs) To try and break apart. Max is trying to bend it but uh, the whole cake is moving. Okay, there we go. So yeah, it's a very um, light and fluffy cake. I'm assuming that the cream center is maybe the sweetened condensed milk. Got some chocolate swirls on the outer layer.
1: It is stuck to the bottom.
0: Stuck to the bottom. Well, while you're getting yours out, I'll have an evil then. Mm. That's nice. So it's got cocoa drizzled over the top in kind of wiggly squiggly lines. It's enough to get rid of the wasabi taste at least. <laughs> That's a plus. Mm-hmm. But just a... a I don't know what flavour the cake is It's not a chocolate cake It's not caramel It's just a cake Mm -hmm. The cake actually tastes a little dry From what I was expecting
1: Mm
0: -hmm. But the sweetened condensed milk cream centre That's not too bad
1: Got the taste of the wasabi out of my
0: mouth. <laughs> Finally. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on the creamy rich cake? That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit crumbly, but mm-hmm. I think the, the buttercream filling stuff it it gives it a bit of flavour. I think without the sweetened condensed milk cream. I don't know whether I'd eat that cake. It's quite dry. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down?
1: Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Okay.
0: On that note, we will uh, hop back in the plane, come back from the Ukraine, and uh, get underway with this week's topic. But uh, it looks like we've got uh, a few different things to uh, learn about the Ukraine over the coming weeks. For now... Let's take a quick break and we'll be back after this to talk all about chocolate oranges. It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to have a look at this week's topic, which is the chocolate orange. Now, Max, you're looking at me wide-eyed with a what-the kind of face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, f- for long, long-time listeners of Afternoon Delight, we have spoken about the chocolate orange previously in our uh, kind of our first incarnation of the show, back in the early days. Um, this was episode 101 from our, I don't know if you want to call it, first season, first team, and we tried to recreate... Our own chocolate orange by mixing orange juice and to- chocolate topping. That was back in the day where we we were always trying to replicate the flavour. and <laughs> uh, It didn't go down well. But uh, it was just after our Mother's Day episode, the 100th episode of uh, the show. So you've never heard of or never tasted a chocolate orange before, Max? No. It's very much an acquired taste. Um, and... Probably best described as uh, maybe something that your grandma might have in the cupboard. (laughs) Because it's a chocolate that's infused with um, citrus oil. And so probably kids are going to eat an orange more than a chocolate orange, if that makes sense. But... Mm -hmm. Let's go back and find out where it all began. In 1823, chemist Joseph Terry um, joined a York Sweets company where he developed a new line of chocolate with candied peel and marmalade. In 1830, he became the sole owner of the business, and following his death, it was eventually passed on to his sons, Joseph Jr., who uh, managed the company. In 1895, it became Joseph Terry & Sons, with directors including Joseph Jr. and his own son, Thomas. The company opened an Art Deco-style factory known as Terry's Chocolate Works in 1926 and began launching new products, which included the Dessert Chocolate Apple, Terry's All Gold, and the Chocolate Orange in 1932. Now, before we heard what was happening in the Ukraine with uh, World War Two, they came up with... Um, You know, the condensed milk cake. At the onset of World War II, confectionery production was immediately put um, on standby. No one was really producing chocolate and sweet treats. All efforts were for the war. And the factory was taken over by F. Hills & Son of Manchester as a shadow factory to manufacture and repair aircraft propeller blades. With the factory handed back to the company post-war, production was difficult due to the continued rationing in the UK and limited imports of raw cocoa. In 1954, production of the chocolate apple was phased out in favour of increased production of the chocolate orange. So, I don't know, I think I would have preferred a chocolate apple over a chocolate orange to be honest, but... Hmm. That's just me. In 1979, Terry's launched the Chocolate Lemon, but it was withdrawn after three years. Didn't really catch on, funnily enough. In the North American market, where it has a variety of importers over the year, it was briefly sold as the Tobler. Where do you think they came up with that name? Toblerone. Yeah, so Toblerone um, kind of took over the production there. Chocolate oranges appeared in the South Korean market in 2017 um, and 2005 saw the closure of the Terry's factory in York so the chocolate orange manufacturing was moved to continental Europe by Kraft Foods following the 2016 sale of the brand by Mondelēz to Eurozio, manufacturers then consolidated in Strasbourg France as a product of Caramba and Co. So, it's uh, sadly no longer the original Terry's branding. It's been uh, sold on and sold on and sold on. And so these days it's made in France. But the Terry's chocolate orange is comprised of orange, like it looks like an orange. And it's wrapped in orange kind of tin foil. But there's 20 different segments, like, you know, when you peel an orange and the oranges in different segments so it kind of looks like a real orange made out of chocolate and the the foil outside is patterned like an orange so they're stuck together firmly in the centre so prior to unwrapping your orange um, the ball has to be tapped to cause the segments to separate you can't you know really peel it and just pluck the chocolate pieces out they are melded together. There have been a number of different spin-off products over the years. The Chocolate Orange Bar, which was six segments um, kind of stuck together vertically, similar to a Toblerone. Um, They textured the segments to look like pieces of orange. There was Chocolate Orange Minis, which was a smaller bag of the segments. The Choc Orange White Eggs, which were egg-shaped white chocolate versions available for Easter Segsations a terrible pun where individual segments of chocolate in different flavours were uh, pieced together so there was milk chocolate, puffed rice honeycomb, cornflake and a double segment of layered milk and dark chocolate all flavoured with orange oil and the chocolate orange egg and spoon so that's a milk chocolate egg filled with an orange fondant, similar to, you know, the cream eggs that Cadbury puts out. Oh, yeah. Similar to that. The chalk orange is known for its very unusual marketing, which often happens predominantly around Christmas time. Um, At one time, it was estimated the chalk orange was found in a tenth of British Christmas stockings. Actress Dawn French has fronted numerous campaigns for the brand, often in a posed scene of defending and hiding her chocolate orange from others. It's had numerous brand slogans, such as tap and unwrap, which has since been replaced with whack and unwrap, or it's not Terry's, it's mine. Uh, Don't tap it, whack it. And a new advert for 2020... Uh, featured voiceover from Brian Blessed explaining how the chalk orange is a catalyst of British unsquaredness, along with a brand new slogan, deliciously unsquare. So, um, there is the briefest of brief histories of the chocolate orange, which we will uh, unwrap after the break and uh, bust open, <laughs> but uh, you'll, you're looking at it. Like, how can that possibly taste like an orange? Yeah, he's given us a nod. (laughs) Okay, well, we will take that break and return to give a bit of a taste test to the Choc Orange on Afternoon Delight. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion... It is time to uh, pit the Terry's Chocolate Orange against itself in some respects. Max, you're holding it uh, in your hand there. What's Um, your thoughts as (laughs) you take a look at it?
1: It's orange with uh, yellow dots or lines.
0: Kind of, yeah, yellow speckled. The foil is made to look like the skin of an orange. Have they kind of mastered that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like an orange on the outside. So the chocolate segments on the inside are going to be all kind of connected in the centre. So before you unwrap it, you will need to give it a sharp slam on the, on the table to, uh, to disconnect the centre piece. You might want to do it on both ends. So where the, the circular sticker is, give that a good whack on the table. I think that should pretty (laughs) much do it. Okay, so Max is now going to peel back the sticker as if it was, uh, Mm. I don't know, a navel orange. What's on the inside you can see there? Different. (laughs) It's such a a UK kind of treat. So, do you want to describe what you can see?
1: the orange just fell apart and it looks like an orange inside mm-hmm.
0: so they're literally chocolate segments
1: and it smells like an orange it smells
0: like an orange see that will be the orange oil <laughs> and any, any uh, chefs out there will know that uh, citrus fruits uh, come with many different parts to them when you cook Um, so, orange oil comes from the skin of the orange, Mm. which is why it's such a potent smell. But the entire piece of chocolate is infused with that orange oil. What's your thoughts as you munch down on that? It's good. They really have thought of everything with these different segments. The, um outer edge of the chocolate segments looks like the rind of an orange. It's all got the indentations and then the s- sides of the chocolate orange have got the kind of the fleshy bits marked into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of detail that goes into making a choc orange.
1: It's very melty though.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're so used to Cadbury chocolate and the like down under Um, (laughs) these temperatures don't work well for, uh, for UK chocolate. Body temperature is melting it, whereas in the UK, the temperatures are often a bit cooler. Mm -hmm. They'd be able to withstand the the human touch, as opposed to this, which is almost like the human torch. (laughs) It's melting so quickly. So the orange oil, um... Yeah, it works by flavouring the whole piece of chocolate. Each of the individual pieces. Um, has a very consistent flavour. Are you normally an orange eater? Not normally. Or orange juice drinker?
1: Orange juice sometimes. Mm -hmm. But eating normal oranges, not really.
0: Um... The first time that I had this on the show, I was expecting more a Jaffa taste, mm. which is chocolate with an orange flavour to it. But it's quite different. The orange oil gives it a very, um yeah, a very orangey taste. <laughs> it's not an orange juice taste. But you're, you're a fan enough?
1: Yeah. Probably wouldn't able to
0: eat. I don't think you'd eat a whole chocolate orange. No, this is definitely as I said, something that uh, Nana might have in the cupboard that you'll have a segment or two after dinner. (laughs) It's almost like an after dinner mint. Now there is a new uh, taste sensation out on the shelves that I thought we could go head to head this week, which is Terry's Choc Orange Minis with Popping Candy. So looking just from the outside, um, similar looking segments, but maybe tiny. It's got Terry's stamped on the outside imprint, if I, I get into the bag. <laughs> and then I'm assuming and hoping that the, uh, the insides are then going to have tiny tiny pieces of crackled fizz and pop in them. So there's some they're almost <laughs> mandarin size segments, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. with much smaller. Um, printed into
0: them. Yeah, got a stamp. Still, the the edges have got the kind of the pith or the um, orange Hello. skin around the outside. And already, as soon as that's gone in my mouth, I can uh, feel the fizzle. Uh-huh. Is it a dark chocolate or is that my imagination? I think it's just milk chocolate. Just milk chocolate. Because I do know they make a dark chocolate version of the chocolate orange. So it's milk chocolate with orange oil and 4% popping candy. But you can taste and (laughs) feel the the tickle of the tangle. Max is (laughs) going very close to the microphone to get the... The popping effect. I'm assuming people can hear that. (laughs) That's good. Yep. Um, Do you have a preference over one or the other?
1: Probably the minis. The minis? Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: a lot of fizz. Yep. Is it just because of the extra (laughs) fizzle and fun?
1: smaller pieces.
0: Smaller pieces you could probably do more of.
1: Yeah. And the popping
0: candy. Yep. Okie dokie then. Well we'll take a quick break. Let us know if you've got some memories of the chocolate orange or uh, fun facts you'd like to share. You can pop them up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page or text 0439 329 713 We'll be back with the sweetest tune after this. (laughs) It is time on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune, and uh, today, because we're looking at the chocolate orange, uh, we're going with a bit of an orange-themed tune, there's a few out there, but uh, probably the most famous um, of the orange songs, if you want for want of a better word, uh, is the Orange Blossom Special, a fiddle tune about the passenger train that is named the Orange Blossom. Blossom Special, it was written by Irvin T. Rouse and recorded by uh, Irvin and Gordon Rouse in 1939, it was often um, the fiddle player's national anthem, but by the 1950s became a perennial bluegrass phenomenon, many different covers over the years, Chet Atkins, the Moody Brothers, Charlie McCoy. Charlie Daniels, even the Electric Light Orchestra covered uh, the song. But probably the most famous version that I would uh, think would be out there is by a little old country music singer by the name of Johnny Cash. So this is Johnny Cash doing the Orange Blossom Special. Rolling down the seaboard line There is the Orange Blossoms special as performed by Johnny Cash. What do you think of that one, Max? Yeah, it was good. Pretty good? Uh-huh. Um, I'm always uh, enamoured by those that can replicate the sound of other things, like a train <laughs> on musical <laughs> instruments. I'm not that clever. Um, we will take the shortest of short breaks and be back with a recipe to share on Afternoon Delight. Uh, so jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know about the uh, chocolate orange if you're a, a fan or uh, foe. Have you had the chalk orange before, or is it just a uh, as as we said before something for the the and pars out there? <laughs> We're we'll back after this. <laughs>
1: Something
0: up with me It is time, an afternoon delight to share a a recipe with you. And we were talking before about how chalk orange is very much the flavour of Jaffa. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of Jaffa recipes out there, but we're trying as best we can to stick with the uh, chalk orange flavour, considering that... Terry's choc-orange is is just that. So uh, what are we sharing today? Orange
1: chocolate chip muffins.
0: Okie dokie. And uh, what does one need for orange choc-chip muffins?
1: One orange unpeeled. A third of a cup of orange juice. One egg. Half a cup of butter. Half a teaspoon of vanilla essence, one and a one and three um, quarters of a cup of plain flour, three quarters of a cup of sugar, one table teaspoon of baking powder, one teaspoon of bicarbonate of uh, soda, and three-quarters of a cup of milk choc chips cut washed orange into seven or eight pieces and remove all the seeds combine orange pieces and together and then blend in a blender or food processor add egg butter and vanilla to mix to mixture then blend. Pour into a medium sized bowl. In a separate bowl measure flour, sugar, baking powder and baking soda. Whisk together thoroughly. Mix dry mixture and orange batter only until well combined. Add chocolate chips and mix gently to avoid Over mixing. Fill greased muffin tin three quarters full and bake for 20 minutes at 200 degrees Celsius. Watch carefully as these bake quickly. Move from the tins after five
0: minutes of cooling. So it's a a smallish sort of recipe. Um, you're only really going to get half a dozen or so muffins mm-hmm. but uh, they should be quite tasty <laughs> yep. uh, we will stick that up on the afternoon delight Facebook page for you to have a go at and we'll take a quick look at uh, what's new on the shelf what's new Okie Max. What have we got new on the lolly shelf this week?
1: It's a new Alan's product. Mm -hmm. It's Sours Frogs
0: Alive. So we're very familiar with the Frogs Alive range, particularly the Red Frogs. There's a group out there that does quite a lot of good charity work and um, welfare work called Red Frogs Australia. And so um, Alan's sponsor them to... uh, Go around and uh, chat with people, keeping them safe, using bags of red frogs. These are the frogs alive. The only thing that makes them new is that they now have a sour coating. <laughs> and my oh my, do they look different to what I was expecting.
1: They're a lot more covered than I thought
0: that would be. Yeah, they're almost white red <laughs> frogs. And it's a uh, feral dusting of citric... Um... Is it citric acid? It's got to be. Glucose cane sugar, gelatin. Yes, malic and citric acid. It's got a bit of a sting to it. That's uh, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> that um, that frog's got a bit of a kick to it. Mm-hmm. They've been zapped with sourness. What's your thoughts?
1: Sour. Very. Mm. Yeah. But good.
0: You're a fan of the old sour, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Something to do with uh, young taste buds. <laughs> on a rating of stuff we've had before, where does this sit? Round the top? Round the top of the, the sour tree? Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll uh, pop that up on the Afternoon Delight um, Facebook page then. The uh, Sours Frogs Alive. With a Z, in case anyone's looking for them out there, they do pack a punch, and uh, they tingle your tongue a little bit more than the pop, fizzle, and crack of the uh, Terry's chocolate orange. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a snake's alive range that's sour as well now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll take the shortest of short breaks and be back to unwrap the Kinder Surprise after this. Kinda,
1: kin 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 kin, kinda. You Kinda, kin 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 kinda. Kinda, kin 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 kinda. wee. Kinda, kin 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 kin,
0: Radio Max, what is inside this week's Kinder Surprise? Foils off. The capsule is being popped. Oh, it (laughs) sounds like uh, lots of pieces all came out of there. I can see what looks like a wing, perhaps. Yep. What's it going to be? Some sort of bird. A bird of some description. Okay. So what do you attach there?
1: The feet to the body.
0: Yeah.
1: And need to attach the wings.
0: <laughs> Max is engrossed in the uh, instructions there. While you uh piece that together, Max, I'll let people know that uh The Terry's Chalk Orange that we've spoken about today, as we said, come in various uh, incarnations. Um, The versions that we've been eating have been the Milk Chocolate variety. There is the Dark Chocolate variety, which comes in a red box. The Milk Chocolate comes in a blue box. There is a White Chocolate Orange as well out there that comes in a white box. Oh dear, (laughs) Max's wings have all fallen off. Are you going step-by-step step according to the instructions or uh, uh, paving your own path?
1: <laughs> I put the wrong thing on. First, is wings. that where the wings... Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> um, but that's it for another week here on Afternoon Delight. As always, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can email lolly at acrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Oh, Max, you ended up with a bird. hmm uh-huh. And its wings move. There we go. We'll catch you next week. Baby, gonna yep. Bye. You
1: tight, See you. I'm going to grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day. And hey, hey, hey. you know the night is always going to be there
0: anyway. Making up working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite uh-huh. And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skylar rockets in flight a Afternoon delight